welcome to the Vanquish Your Business Demons podcast. I'm Julia Stock from Be Astute, and once more we have the fabulous Vicky Henderson. Hello again. How Thank are you, you, oh mindset guru? The mindset guru is is okay, actually. Yeah, she's good. Okay. So this week we thought we would reflect on the findings of a business survey that said that over 50% of small business owners feel unsupported and generally like they're flailing around a bit. Are you surprised by that finding? No, <laughs> not remotely surprised by that finding. Um, because I think, uh, and I, you know, I made the same mistake at the beginning of my business, despite being a coach. Well done. Um, is that small business owners seem to think, well, they either don't have the budget when they start out, so they feel they have to do everything on their own. That's or, a mindset issue. Yes. Um, or they don't see the value in investing in support. Um, mainly because there's an element of what you don't know, you don't know. So do you even know that business coaches exist when you start your own business? Yep. And some people don't. But then there's also... A lot of people, particularly Brits, I don't know what it's like elsewhere, are not very good at asking for help and don't see the value in investing in having like a you know a business coach to help you on your journey, when actually the value is huge, immeasurable. And if everybody just said, right, I'm starting a business, I need a business coach, um, then they would get a lot further a lot faster we would solve quite a lot of the uk's productivity issues exactly we would oh. and i mean you know there are i think one of the other things that has happened in the last few years is that all the local leps local uh, enterprise partnerships partnerships have had european money and have been offering business support um and valuable as it is to some people, it's not enough in many cases, and it's not brilliant in many cases, which then people think, oh, well, if that's the sort of support you get, why should I pay for it when I can have this for free and it's not really very good? So if I pay for it, am I going to get any better? There's a whole load of mindset stuff that goes on around it. Yes. And if you're feeling unsupported running a business, it is a completely solvable problem. Absolutely. Go and, you know, figure out where you think the issue is and go and find somebody that can help you with that. Absolutely. Um, yeah. More than one type of coach is available. Yes. Um, and it makes a massive difference. One of the first things that I did when I started be astute four years ago um happy birthday to us we're four years <laughs> um is i realized that while i knew the theory around sales and marketing one had always had staff darling <laughs> <laughs> um and i realized very early on that it was a massive difference between what i had been selling before as part of this large organization where yes i was the head i was in charge of the strategy but I always had people to do my bidding. And yeah. also it was very established in its market. And 
you know, we were selling apprenticeship training to people who needed to be qualified to do their job. It's not yeah. a hard sell, that one. Um, and we were working primarily in childcare, so you knew where all the day nurseries were. All right, then. <laughs> it's not difficult. Um, and therefore, you're moving from a model where delivery was the key way that you grew your business by having an amazing reputation um, to one where nobody knew who I was, nobody cared who I was, and I was suddenly having to do it myself. Yeah. So one of the first things we did was engage in sales coaching. Yeah. Um, did it work? Kind of. I mean, partly that's my egotistical training head on the, if I'd taken this content, I'd have made it so much better. Which is why I'm now in training. Um, but yes, it got me started. A lot of the things that we talk about now with our sales demons clients um, comes from that coaching and what I learned with it. Um, have we completed joining up all the dots? No, we haven't. It's a work no. in progress. And I suppose that's one of the other things is a lot of small business owners are looking for an instant solution, aren't they? Yeah, and the instant solution doesn't exist. Um, it's it's it, you know it's constantly evolving and it needs to be worked on and it will change. So the whatever is a solution that will work for you when you're three months old in your business, it's not the same solution that will work for you when you're a year old in your business. Things change, they evolve, um, and you will the requirements of what's needed will change and evolve as well. And just saying, oh, well, that's what we've always done isn't an acceptable answer when you're a small business because the minute it starts to not work as well or it's not going to actually be the right thing to get you to the next level, mm -hmm. then you need to have something new up your sleeve. And over the years, I mean, I was very fortunate that when I was trained as a coach, it was, an, it was a, a, a 12 month program, which then taught me how to sell coaching and everything else. Um, and then I went out of that and into the next level up and did the same. So I had a massive two years of support at the beginning. Um, but over the years, and I'm five and a half years in, I've worked with lots of different people to achieve lots of different outcomes. Yes, you've got to continue to invest. Yeah. Yes, um, it's, why do we think that we can start something we've never done before and know everything there is to know about doing it well? Why, why would that be the case when it isn't the case in literally anything else? Exactly. Um, we can be amazing at what we do Yes. That doesn't mean we're amazing at running a business. Running a business in itself is a, a body of knowledge, a set of skills, and a mindset. Yes, absolutely. And you have to be on top of all three. And even then, you know, external events can completely stuff up your plans. Yes. Um, about and And therefore lead to a short-term thing around... Yeah, I could do some help with this. Mm. And the, the whole 
unsupported thing is a very interesting one around what people qualify as unsupported. Ooh. There's been a lot of talk in the last few years that small businesses, particularly uh, directors of limited companies, felt unsupported during the pandemic because they didn't really qualify for any of the financial support that the government was giving out. Then there's, you know, I'm feeling unsupported because um, I haven't had this or I haven't had this. And it all comes from a place of lack. And at the end of the day, you can't expect anyone else just to support you. If you're in a small business, you're in it, you're on your own. And you have to find ways around it. So an example of this was a couple of company directors I know who didn't qualify for any support during the pandemic. So they said, right, well, what can we do? We have kids, we have a house, we have to keep going. So they looked at other staff and leveraged the fact that he likes cooking pizza and they're bloody good at running businesses. And they created a home delivery pizza, which yep. has just been franchised now. Mm -hmm. So it's about being able to think outside the box and just say, if things aren't going well, you can't just expect support to be available. You've got to be able Maybe because to you're not employed. Your solutions. You're not employed. You exactly. are in charge. Now, being in charge of your own company is incredibly lonely. Yeah. Nobody else gets it except all the other people who are doing the same thing. They do get it. So if you are feeling unsupported, lonely in what you're doing, then the question is, what are you doing about it? Um, innovation and innovative thinking is key to being a successful business owner, but it is yeah. not everybody's natural state. There's a lot of people running businesses who don't naturally have the behavioural traits and preferences that make it easy for them. They Absolutely. are the typical round peg in a square hole. So again, if it's uncomfortable, if you're not enjoying it, what are you doing about it? Yeah. Um, having an interesting conversation with somebody about, you know, what forms innovation? Well, innovation comes from curiosity, but it also comes from drive. I can be curious about something. Oh, I wonder what will happen if. Um, yeah. That's not in itself innovation. Innovation comes from the application of that new knowledge or that skill to my context in order to create something new and interesting, a new angle, a new way of looking at things. And lots of people aren't naturally that innovative. No, they're not, definitely. And without trumping my own trumpet, but I'm going to a little bit here. I think nothing wrong with thing, a bit of well-earned ego, darling. One thing that that stems back to is the fact that most business owners don't work on their mindset. They see if they've got to the point of understanding coaching, they'll see the point in real strategic, hardcore business coaching. But there's a huge number of people out there who for whatever reason, and there are lots of reasons, mainly rubbish, but there are lots of reasons, uh, don't see the value in working on their mindset and the fact that it can have a huge financial impact on their business. It can, by being in the right mindset, 
it unlocks that innovation it unlocks potential it unlocks different ways of looking at things and feeling about things that you might not even imagine are possible um it's also and... around understanding where your own nonsense is getting in the way um Absolutely. i was ju just before we recorded this i was with a client looking at their sales process um and i've been gently whining at this person for couple of years now aren't they seriously <laughs> because what happens is unless the buying signal is really really strong literally you have to slap this person around the face with a wet fish yeah. i want to buy your services and even then a couple of extra notches will be added in just to torment you a little bit further unless the buying signal is really really strong it will kind of goes to a friend zone and never comes out of the friend zone, partly because yeah. of her own confidence. So there we're looking at, okay, yes, mindset could potentially unlock all of that. But what we can also look at is how we can scaffold that and re-engineer that sales process to save this person from themselves and their own behavior. Absolutely. So we can accept this is how you are and this is who you are. So how can we f force you to behave differently by giving you different stimuli? Yeah. Um, and then on the flip side of that is you don't have to stay that person and you can change your mindset. Absolutely. But if we, and, uh, but, and, and if we create different stimuli, yes, then the behavior will also change. Yeah. Um, yes they need you but they got me instead yeah absolutely <laughs> and and people want different things from different people and i think this is the other thing about finding support if you're going to is you've got to talk to lots of different people you've got to kiss lots of frogs to find the prince and princess to, darling or the princess exactly in our cases <laughs> but you you need to have a really good feel for the person that you're going to work with um because you've got to like them and, yeah, and trust them and be happy to let them boss you around and force you into stuff that you find mildly uncomfortable yeah absolutely they shouldn't be pushing you further beyond mildly uncomfortable um but it is that thing of yeah you're about to make me jump into an icy lake this is going to be unpleasant, but you're claiming it's good for me. I trust you that you know what you're doing. So I'm going to give it a go. And you have to be in that mindset of, I'm going to give it a go. I'm going to keep an open mind. Yes. And yeah, reflect on it. So yes, you can say no the first time something's suggested, but you need to go away and reflect on it and you probably need to come back to it later because this person that you're paying has got your best interests at heart they supposedly you have chosen them because they know what they're doing yeah. that being said there's an awful lot of complete random nutters out there that don't have a clue and will take thousands of pounds off you there is that as well and you do have to be careful about who you choose and how you choose them and 
um, the majority of my clients come to me through recommendations from other yep. people. Um, mindset coaching is a very interesting area because lots of people don't want to admit that they maybe could really benefit from it. Um, so it's very difficult saying to somebody, your mindset's really rubbish at the moment. You should go and talk to Vicky, um, you know, unless you know them really well. So it's quite difficult, uh, you know, to get people in there. But a lot of the time what we do, it is through other somebody going, oh, my God, this person's really helped me change my business. Okay, that if they've helped you and I like you and you trust them, therefore that might be a good thing to do. Absolutely. And it's really tough being able to say to somebody, you realize you suck at running your own business, right? Um, lots of people find that an uncomfortable conversation to have with somebody. So they kind of shy away from it, even though you can see that this person's floundering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you are floundering, it is a solvable problem. Yeah. And there's lots of people who go, I don't have the money. But you're you never going to have to? the money if you don't change how you run your business. Yeah. If it's not currently working, you've got to change it. Yes, and absolutely. it's not going to change by you continuing to do the same things in the same way that you've always done. If you've got stuck in a rut, it takes an awful lot of effort to get yourself out of the rut because there's a reason why you're in the rut in the first place. And yeah. unpicking that is really important. Yeah. And I think one of the other things I've found over the years is that um, people have a lot of small business owners have come out of employment obviously yep and they have bad experiences of feedback in employment where the appraisal or whatever it was they felt was always very negative and they didn't like it and everything and they get very defensive about it now if you can't take feedback and you get very defensive about it you need to sort that out because as a small business owner if you can't accept feedback you are going to drive your business into the ground. And but it's that's... about changing your mindset around that and saying, okay, so feedback is a gift. I need another perspective on this. I need to be able to just say, thank you for pointing that out. I'd never thought of that before. But if your natural instinct is to push all of that stuff away, because that's what you did when you were an employee, you're going to get yourself into all sorts of pickles because you're not, going to be able to take somebody else's perspective and actually say okay so that's how someone outside my business sees me and my business it's so easy as a sole trader or a business person on your own to sort of get so focused on your own business that you can't see the wood for the trees and lots of other people can but if you keep just pushing all of that away that feedback then you're going to basically end up in a situation where you have no business anymore um, or you're in a really hideous, horrible, uncomfortable, sad position that you're hating it. Um, and being able to change that mindset around feedback and not see it as threatening and everything else is a really key part, I feel, to being a good business person. Yes, but that depends on whether you have a tendency towards self-criticality. 
So if your tendency is to beat yourself up about everything, then you do tend to get defensive about feedback because you're so busy beating yourself up. The issue around that self-criticality again comes back to the what are you doing about it? Yeah. Because just beating yourself up um, doesn't add value. No. And again, it's back to that innovation mindset. Yeah. I can be curious, but if all I'm going to do is go, oh, yeah, you know, I read a book. It was amazing. Did you hear about this and this and this? Great. That's lovely. That's not innovation. Yeah. That's curiosity and, and, and having a nice chat. What are you taking from that book and applying to your own business? Um, the same with the feedback. Um, you know, I have my 50% rule. 50% of everything that someone says about me or my business is probably true. Which 50% do I want? Yeah. The rest of it is just them and their nonsense. If somebody's being shirty with me, it probably isn't anything to do with anything that I've done. I was just the wrong person at the wrong time. Um, had a great snarky debate with somebody on Facebook the other day who got really offended because I asked them how they were doing. We'd just become Facebook friends and I went, it's lovely to meet you. How are things going? Yeah. And he got massively offended going, all you coaches are the same. You don't care about how I'm doing. All right then. But I just wanted to start a conversation, man. Well, you should have done this, this, this. And... Right, okay, that's lovely. But this is oh, your friends. nonsense. Bye. <laughs> oh, I had a lovely debate with him before I unfriended him. Um, yeah. Just on the, yeah. <laughs> it was it was snarky, but, but the right side of snarky. Um, and it's quite always quite nice to hold your own with somebody who's clearly lost the plot. Yeah. Um, and it was just a comedically bad sweeping statement. You don't yes, care about me. White thinking, yes. Uh, how do you know? <laughs> I yeah, don't care about you. I do you. come across quite a lot of that in business owners. Oh, I've tried all of that. It hasn't worked. Yes, it hasn't worked because of you, not because of me. Um, yes, or it hasn't worked because, yeah, you have, you know, it's it's not because I've suggested it to you, it's you know, or other people have suggested it to you, but there, there is a reason that it hasn't worked. And yes. You know, how can we get to the bottom of that reason? Um, we were talking about this just before we started in terms of um, I've just started a Facebook group. Um, yeah. So I'm all excited about this after a whole week. Um, and you went, I tried that. It drove me absolutely potty. Um, and both perspectives are not wrong. <laughs> no. And interestingly, when I said I tried it, it was for a different business, not ever for this business. Ah. Um, yeah, there you go. So um, that's a lack of innovation then. That's a lack of innovation. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, it was a, uh, there are, there are lots of coaches who do run Facebook groups and all of that. Side but it's also there. interesting from a mindset perspective, from the mindset coach on the, yeah. you tried it for something completely different. You didn't enjoy it. Therefore you have for five and a half years discounted it as a marketing methodology for your new business. 
Well done. I made a conscious decision that I didn't want to go down that path, that it was, that was what I, 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 what, that was not one of the strategies that I was going to use. Um, Which is absolutely fine. One of the reasons I chose not to do it is that I'm in a lot of groups myself Mm -hmm. and I kind of look at how other groups are run and what's happening in there. And getting people to engage is very, very challenging. Um, And I think I just felt that I could spend my time better elsewhere building engagement in a different way. Absolutely. Um, So if I decided for me it wasn't the right strategy, that doesn't mean it won't ever be the right strategy because I – you know, but at that time, it wasn't the right one for me. I felt my time could be best used elsewhere. But it's an and interesting in- thing from a mindset perspective yes. that you decided that. Yeah. And if we come back to business owners feeling unsupported and the yeah. benefit of having somebody who is three steps further back, yeah, the Facebook group for you may or may not be genius. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um but somebody external asking you that question on a semi-regular basis of the, why are you not doing this? Yeah. Not in an accusatory way, but in a... You know, just think about it again way. Yeah. You know, Yeah. why aren't you doing this? Mm-hmm. And challenging those assumptions in you having to defend yourself yeah. against those assumptions. You're either talking yourself into your position. Brilliant. Or you're yeah. talking yourself out of your position and into thinking about something from a different perspective. Yeah, yeah. Neither of those things is wrong. Um, but we all benefit as business owners from ongoing challenge of our beliefs of how we are operating. In my own old business, you know, I had a senior management team that would regularly be annoying me. Yeah. Um, I worked with my family. They would never hold back in telling me when they thought I was being an ass. (laughs) And I, my management technique and the business was all the better for that accountability. Um, When you own your own business, who is holding you accountable? Who is actually poking and prodding you and going, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Have you thought about the other? Because those are the things that are likely to be about to bite you on the backside. Yeah, oh, and by the way, you realise you're being a bit of an arse back there. Um, or actually this situation you found yourself in where you find yourself being pushed to act in a way that's contrary to your ideals and yeah. your ethics, you're not wrong to feel that that course of action is the wrong course of action, which is something that I had with a client last week. They know what they want to achieve in the big picture, in that short-term tactical thing. They felt that the place where they were going was not a place that they were comfortable with. And so because they work with somebody external, we were able to have that conversation in the moment and have me go, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong to be feeling this way. So what now are we going to be doing about the fact that this feels uncomfortable? 
And so I was able to help them devise an alternative short-term course of action that they are feeling much better fits their business ethics. And I think that's the big thing there in that there's, there's two sides to this uncomfortableness and maybe this is a conversation for another podcast <laughs> is, is the uncomfortable because of a load of mindset rubbish that's going on or is the uncomfortable because actually it's going against what your values are and or is the uncomfortable have, because you don't know what you're doing well there's that as well and there's different types of uncomfortable and if really it's challenging your values then as you said, you need to find a different way of doing things. But it's being able to work out what type of uncomfortable are you feeling? And therefore, you know, where do you need to go to get the support to get you through that uncomfortable? And, and if what... you've got that support network around you, yeah, then it's easier to have a conversation with somebody, even if it's only about, you know, please, can we sit down and have a coffee? I'd really love your opinion on this. Yeah. Um, or if you're more formally working with somebody, then you can call them up and go, hi, having a crisis. All yeah. right, then. This is what we're here to help you with. Yeah. Seems like a good place to end. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you so much for your genius once more. Um, and thank you to everybody for listening. <laughs>